We talk a lot on this podcast about independent artists developing their careers and turning music into a full-time gig instead of just a hobby. One aspect that we don't discuss enough is the financial side of things. I'm not an expert in that department, but here's a guy who is. Trevor Fisher of Way to Wealth Management is a local certified financial planner who can help you start planning your financial independence. Although Trevor was recommended to me by some local musicians and past guests on the show, he can also help young people plan for their financial future, help those close to retirement map out their next steps, get young families on the road to success, and more. Call Trevor at 204-471-3011 or email him at trevor at way2wealth.ca to get your finances on the right track today. All mutual funds provided through Fundex Investments Incorporated. Hey folks, quarantine continues. This episode of the podcast is my conversation with Niverville singer-songwriter Ian Krochak. I hadn't heard Ian's music before, but he reached out, sent me his new single and some other material, and uh, yeah, I got in touch, we had a conversation. And it's always cool to hear from people who are outside the perimeter, because as a Winnipeg-based podcast that tries to focus on Manitoba music, it's very easy to get stuck within the city limits and not make much of an effort to go outside and to talk about all the great music that's happening outside of Winnipeg. Because Manitoba, a lot of small communities, a lot of communities that have great music scenes or budding music scenes or artists who have been plugging away for a long time, and they're not necessarily recognized by people in the city, myself included. So it was very cool to talk to Ian. Uh, He's got, again, a new single out, which is um, something he recorded after almost a decade-long hiatus in the local music scene. And we talk about that. We talk about Niverville itself. We talk about how he's coping with the pandemic, and a lot more. I hope you dig it. Thanks for listening. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Rich Police Radio! Rich Police Radio! Rich Police Radio! Rich Police Radio! Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Rich Police Radio! Welcome to Witch Please Radio. Uh, I'm doing another remote call, as I think is probably obvious at this point. Uh, all of my interviews are done over the phone or the internet or something. And uh, it's cool because the one benefit of this, I guess, is that it gives me the opportunity to talk to people who aren't necessarily in Winnipeg. And, you know, the podcast is very Winnipeg-centric, but it also kind of covers artists from elsewhere in Manitoba. And if there's anything anything good about this social isolation, it's that I can reach out to people who maybe I wouldn't be talking to in the city limits. So... Before we get started off here, I think the best way to to begin this is if you want to introduce yourself and just give a bit of background about the music you do, and we can go from there. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me, Sam. Uh, my name is uh, so it's my name's Ian Krochak. I'm a singer songwriter from uh, Niverville, Manitoba. So, uh, born and bred in Manitoba, lived in a few different spots, but ended up back in here in Niverville. And uh, really, to my style of music is uh, it's probably kind of a Canadian Americana type of uh of vibe uh folk rock okay. country country pop that kind of thing so uh sure. yeah cool cool yeah and then niverville i mean that's kind of what i was getting at with the the beginning there you know that you're you're in niverville i've been through that town maybe a couple times but i can't say i know much about it is there a big mm-hmm. music community out there you know what there is i mean there's i think the fact is it's a bedroom community for winnipeg now yeah. right so you have you got a lot of folks demographics probably like a lot of young families, uh, um, but it's yeah. There's 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 not a lot of places to play per se, um, but you definitely have a, a, a like a culture of musicians here 
that swing back and forth. They play gigs in town, and and they, but then they probably not so much in town here. So, um, okay. But yeah, there's definitely a little bit of a subculture of music here for sure. Have you been involved in that, whatever that subculture is, for quite some time now, or? Like has it been a not not really? I mean, I just you know you just you just hear these guys uh, like through social media or online, right? And you and you follow them, you see them playing gigs around town or what have you, and you're like, oh wait a second, this guy's actually from Neverville. He's uh, yeah, he actually lived down the street from me. <laughs> um, but I, I think you know potentially like you know there's almost five thousand people here now, um, and I I eventually see where there's someone's gonna kind of be a forward thinking and have a couple places to play out here. It's just to support local talent. Yeah, well, one of the things I kind of like about um, Manitoba in general is like I I tend to uh, hoard local music. Like whenever I find an album by yeah. anybody local, I, I I buy it or or people give it to me or whatever, and I collect them all. And I found a lot yeah. of really interesting old guys from just all these rural communities that put out albums. They made like fifty copies for their friends and family, and it ended up in a thrift store somewhere. And totally. then you, you listen to it, you know, twenty years later, and it's amazing. And it's like this guy could have gone somewhere but yeah. he was happy to just stay in that little community and just play for the same you know 100 people and and it's it's incredible like how much talent there is that's just sort of if you're in the city it's all under the radar once you leave the perimeter yeah absolutely no that's a good point you know, i think that's the charm of it out here you know you'll go to the local grocery store local convenience store and and some some person's uh, peddling their cds right yeah uh as you're getting ringed in for gas and i i kind of like that i mean it's kind of old school yeah for sure um, and people support people support uh where they're from you know and uh it is kind of cool and then i think there's this network of p- folks that you know they play that house party scene and they that kind of stuff and, and they might not even leave the leave the perim- like go into the perimeter right you know? sure yeah yeah so yeah I, that's a that's the charm of it for sure and you kind of go wow this guy he actually should be playing like more high profile gigs for sure. Yeah, he should have a hit, right? <laughs> no one hurt. No one hurt him. Yeah, he yeah. should have a hit. Yeah. Who's this guy? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Do you, do you feel like you have kind of established a um, not necessarily a scene, but uh, like where do you play your shows mostly? I mean, I, I'm sure you're, there's probably a lot of different venues you, you're hitting up, but have you sort of found a niche for yourself within sort of either the Winnipeg scene or the wider Manitoba scene? To be honest with you, I'm just kind of winding it back up. Uh, you know, it's uh, you know, I think a lot of it's just variety, playing lots of open mics in the city and and that kind of stuff, and, and just kind of changing it up that way. Okay. Um, and again, like I speak to the kind of like where I think things are kind of getting more unconventional now, where folks are playing like the house party circuit, and they're and they're they're playing that type of thing, and so and they're they're networking that way, yeah. As opposed uh, as opposed to the more traditional venues. Um, which I think, which is, I'm, I'm all for that. I mean, you're just finding different ways to reach audience, basically. Totally, yeah, yeah. So what uh, what's your background then in music? I mean, how long have you been doing this? I know you said you've kind of just ramped it up again, and I know you have a new single that just came out, but what's sort of the history behind this this career you have here? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I've been playing for, forever, guitar, basically forever. Um, probably picked it up when I was in my mid-teens kind okay. of thing. Um um, probably a lot of, influenced a lot by like what uh, at the time, uh, you know, like the, the glam rock uh, sure. alternative kind of grunge stuff, right? So yeah, I, yeah. I, I I started playing off a lot of lot of grunge alternative music, and so when I played lots of shows way back when in my in my twenties, there I, I was playing kind of more alternative music, uh, um, singer songwriter. I mean, I'm aging myself, but you know, I donned myself at the Blue Note Cafe and yeah. the open mics there at the old Blue Note. Not just the main, not just the one in Portage, but the even the original one on Main Street. I was too young for that one. Yeah. I went to one on Portage a lot because I, I, I was. Yeah. From, I'm from the area. I'm from from Wolseley, right? So it was right in the in the neighborhood. Oh, okay. but, but yeah, I, I missed I missed the Main Street one by a couple of years, I think. 
Yeah, I mean, it was like a, a bloody institution, basically. Yeah. So, I mean, every week, you know, there'd be shows there for sure. I definitely played the stage there. And uh, and so that 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 was more of my vibe. It was like a sullen singer-songwriter with the, playing lots of the minor chords. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Wearing lots of plaid, you know. Well, you're still, you're still um, wearing plaid think, today. I'm still wearing plaid, yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah, it comes full circle, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, so, um, but then, you know, I think what it is is I think I, you know, I, kind of was very very attracted to kind of songwriting and i i know it sounds cliche but you know you kind of you're you're observing what's around you and you're telling stories around about it and it might be conventional storytelling or it might be something that's a little bit more abstract right so i think i would say probably for the most part my first release that i did in alberta in calgary at airwaves recording studios was more um it it, it was probably still probably americana um, but it was a high quality, like uh, 13 songs on a, on a, on an album. So there's a lot of songs yeah. and they went in many different directions and some were kind of traditional songwriting. Some were more like kind of abstract, you know, you know, it went in a completely different direction. Okay. Um, so yeah, so I've, I've been playing for a long time, um, both in bands, but probably more so just as a, a solo act. Um, you know, that's probably predominantly my background okay well as a, as a singer songwriter and i mean those genres you mentioned americana country folk they all kind of um i think the thing that's kind of the common thread throughout all those genres is the uh the premium put on on honesty in songwriting yeah. and and authenticity in songwriting and so i mean especially with country music i mean more than even the other ones that's sort of the you can tell when someone is faking it <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. yeah basically yeah do you feel like that's uh something that you have to like when you're writing a song as a songwriter do you feel like you need to make it more realistically your song like your story your message or are you cool with the third person kind of going out stepping outside yourself and you know writing about someone else and bringing those feelings and emotions to someone else's story Actually, to be honest with you, both. Yeah. I think it's a very draw the draw the inspiration. But I, I I agree with it 100 percent. Right, like people see when you're being disingenuous, people yeah. can see right through it. For sure, they can. I mean, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, and it's I think like writing a song. Um, I don't think too much about it because I'm just writing the song and 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 I'm kind of crafting it to in the direction that it takes. Right, but I think when I'm going into the studio and I know that more than just myself is going to consume it eventually. I think I'm more sensitive to the fact that I want to be, I want to be authentic. Okay. I want the words that I'm writing and the music I'm writing to sound authentic. You know, um, that's, that's important for sure. Cool. Well, this is something I, I used to ask people all the time on this show. Like I've been doing this for a while and um, I used to, mm-hmm. I kind of stopped asking this question because I was asking it every single week, but I've, I feel like kind of the main goal behind this is obviously I like interviewing people. I like finding out about local music, but I also have this idea in my head that Manitoba has this like unidentifiable sound. There's something very specifically Manitoban, whether it's a country singer, whether it's a hip hop act, whether it's a metal band, and I can't put my finger on what it is, but Mm -hmm. you can hear it. Like, you know, it doesn't matter what you're listening to and you can kind of tell, I don't know if it's an accent thing or whatever, but do you think that Manitoba has like its own vibe that is just sort of floating in the ether there? Oh yeah, for sure. I I would I totally agree with you. Like yeah, I it's it's like a hybrid, right? It's a hybrid of, of many different things. Um, you know, it's like you hear the uh, it's a hybrid of of the guess who meets the weaker thens meets sure. the um uh who's another kind of a indie act uh the Watchmen to the I think it's probably rootsy rock alternative folk. Yeah, sure. That's a genre. 
Sure. Yeah, you know, I, I do agree with you though. Maybe it's that, maybe that underdog blue collar um, vibe. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that might be why we have so many punk bands here too, because it's the same kind yeah. of uh, attitude, right? It's it's yeah, the underdog attitude. People yeah. seem to flock towards that. Absolutely. No, I agree with that. Hop on the 16, take a drive into the country. Feels like I've been here before. That sitting song makes me think about my dear old dad. You gotta keep a little money in your pockets. In this wild world, there's no guarantees. You spin your wheels on more dirt roads than the backed up and drive. Steady, drive, steady, keep a heavy foot on the So just to completely switch course here, you uh, you just released a single. Yeah. And is that your, when was the last time you yeah. released something? Because it sounds like this is a kind of a, 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 like you said, a jumping off point into getting back into this more more steadily. So what's kind of the timeline between your last release and then what you're doing now? A decade. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. A good solid decade. So yeah. So, you know, when I, when I uh, did the, you know, working heads down on, on that CD in Alberta. It was called My Many Faces. Okay. So I worked on it for about three or four months and released it. And you know what, honestly, um, school, work, uh, just family, yep. you know, it, it, it kind of, you know, it took it took priority and I just kind of basically built up the career and family and and uh, that, that kind of took a back seat. Okay. And I think 
like anybody would say, and then you get that mental space and that capacity to say, you know what, I, I'm starting to pay attention again to the things around me. I'm like, I, I want to start creating again. Um, so I wouldn't say it was fully turned off, but it right. was definitely uh, lay, laying dormant inside me. And then just recently in the last year, I kind of picked it up and started writing songs furiously um, to get back into studio. Yeah. So it was, it's been quite some time. I wouldn't say it was uh, that much, uh, that length of time that I wasn't creating, but in the form of, of, of songwriting and specifically recording, it was okay. quite some time. Yeah, for sure. Did you feel like you had to update your sound at all? Uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, and yeah. then how, like, what, what, what did you have to do to kind of change it? What was, I guess, missing from your old sound that, that is present now, or what did you have to take away from your old sound? Maybe depending on what it is, right? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good question. I think, uh, I think probably the fact that like the, you know, I mean, you're obviously, you know, part of you is following what's 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 trending in, in music. Right? Sure. So I think it's uh, I think a lot of it, too, is around. I mean, you know, we just our, our attention, our attention span of human beings is, is limited. Right. Yeah. So it's uh, so it's you know, it so, you know, songs, for example, on my previous release was, you know, they're probably minimum of four minutes. I mean, these, these were lengthy songs yeah. uh, by today's standards. Right. So I think. I went into this this new recording process saying that it's probably going to be like, you know, hopefully short and sweet um, it, in the terms of the songs, distilling it from maybe 30 original songs back down to four or five. Okay. So quality, not quantity. Um, and, and probably just musicianship, trying to improve musicianship. Um, and I think going into the recording process, I think probably be a little bit wiser um and kind of going no no if you're not happy with the way things are going in a certain direction like you know what just you gotta you gotta work in the producer you're like you know you gotta put your foot down and go you know what i, I don't like it going in that direction sure so at the end of the day you can feel really good about it right well i think you have maybe have the advantage of, of playing a genre of music you know as a singer songwriter where experience is 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 a good thing. I mean, there's a lot of styles of music where it's definitely a young man's yeah. game. You know what I mean? But you're doing something that, yeah, oh, the, totally. the more weathered you are, right? The more people want to want to hear what you have to say almost, if that, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Have you found that? Have you yeah, found totally. that? Yeah, totally. I'm playing that card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's like, you know, like uh, it's funny. I had a conversation with somebody the other day and they, they I was sharing my, uh, just some sample or like some uh, late mixes with them, you yeah. know? And uh, they kind of weren't really privy to the direction I was taking my music. And they're like, well, I thought you were going to be writing songs about like partying. And I'm like, hey, man, that, that's like 20 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm writing about, uh, I'm trying to, I'm writing about what I know right now. It's about just life and, I mean, juggling, balancing life and work and family and sure. and all the things that are nipping at your heels, right, every single day, right? And then relationships and things going south and, you know, so that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's, I, I, I like to think you're right about that. I think it's like you're taking advantage of the trying to be the wise old owl on yeah. top of the hill now. Oh, and people yeah. want to listen to that too. I think there's definitely an appetite yeah. for that, especially here. I mean, because Manitoba has that such a deep uh, root scene, right? I mean, anything yeah. folk, bluegrass, roots, country, it's all, it's all very, very well loved here. So I think it's, uh, yeah, there's definitely an appetite for it. Yeah, absolutely. Do you Did you find any dif difficulties um you know, with that kind of 10 year layoff between recording, did you find any difficulties in just sort of getting with the way the music business is now? Because even a decade earlier, things were very different. I mean, in terms of the way people yeah. consume it, the way, even the way recordings are done, right? Like, did you, was there a learning curve for you? You know, it's interesting. Cause I mean, I work, I work in technology. Okay. So, I mean, so, I mean, it's like, so I've always kind of watched, I mean, I'm always kind of keen on what's coming out there in terms of, 
um, the products and the tools out there to record. And ironically enough, so when I was during the original recording, I mean, I was I was home recorded. So okay. I mean, I was in, I was into Pro Tools, and I'm and I was becoming proficient in in, in, in navigating Pro Tools. But, you know, it gets to the point, too, where you're and I think a lot of people would say this, right? It's like you're serving two masters, per se, right? Like you're 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 trying to grasp the technology and all the refinements it takes to provide a really good recording. And then there's the art artistic side of it, right? Sure. And it's it's hard, it's hard to marry those two up sometimes. So I was kind of like, OK, I surrender and I went to went to a professional. <laughs> um, so I think going to, the, to answer your question, so going into the process this time, what, what you know, the, the tech. Technology has definitely improved. Um, it, sure, it's yeah. wild. The technology, uh, I, I use Pro Tools, for example, or any any of these, you know, the, and in, any of the digital processes. It, it's incredible, right? So um, so I don't think it was eye-opening per se, but it just kind of goes like, wow, the advances with technology. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's quite cool, and it, you know. And if it makes you sound better and it has a higher quality, why not, right? Sure, yeah, definitely. Has, how was the, uh, the quarantine thing, the, the, the coronavirus situation affected you? Because you just... Like like I said, you just had a single come out, and it's your first single in a while. How has this? Uh, yeah. Is this kind of slowed things down to maybe not the way you wanted to be releasing this? We, I, I'm assuming you're hoping for some shows and touring and things like that to promote it, right? Yeah, no, I th- I think so. I mean, I think anybody that's been in this situation with the timing, they're kind of like they're debating whether or not this would be a good time to release. But you know what? I mean. Quite honestly, I mean, who knows how long this is going to last? Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. By, by all the d- indications, it's probably months, not weeks. And I think, uh, I think if, if there is one thing that people can do right now is 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 to is to listen to music. Sure. Um, so for me, I know a lot of folks that they had EPs, they delayed it. I think for me, it was singles, and this is one of this is one of probably six singles I'm going to release eventually in an EP. Okay. So. For me, I was like, you know what, let's proceed. And then as far as the as supporting it, I think, you know, it, we'll have to just get creative in the meantime. Sure. Um, and I know you're seeing all the stuff on social media, Facebook Live, Instagram Live, and people are kind of brought in their, the, the way they perform. And I think that's maybe that's a good thing that's going to come out of this, right? I mean, it's going to maybe create a, a whole different market. Yeah. Well, yeah, because people are having to scramble and find some way to, to keep it going, right? Because you don't want to be off yeah. for potentially months and months without playing anything so yeah you have to find creative ways for sure absolutely have you had to cancel any shows or anything like that nope no 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 cancels cancellation of shows at all so i mean i was literally literally on the cusp of starting to plan out what that was going to look like what the roadmap was going to be for i was probably looking probably may till july i was thinking okay what what what, what's that gonna look like and i mean and then just you know obviously the current situation it kind of takes care of itself so so but i think that would be the yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the game plan is to definitely approach that and, and try to get as many shows in as I can just to, you know, raise the profile of the of the, of the releases. Yeah. Well, and I guess the benefit, too, of, of the way things are now, not with the, the pandemic, but just with technology, is that, you know, you being in Niverville, that's not a barrier to anything anymore because of the way people are consuming music. Absolutely. I mean, someone in any country could hear it, really, basically. It doesn't have to be local. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully there'll be some stuff planned in the next month and uh, we'll... See where it goes. Cool. So, as far as the uh, the stuff you have out now, which is the single, and then you have obviously older material, is um, how can mm. people find that? Like, is it uh, you have it on all the streaming services and all that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can. Yeah, I mean, the Drive Steady is is just like I said, released today, so it's on all your digital platforms: uh, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music. Um, um, yeah, absolutely. Do you? Uh, this is just a, for my own curiosity. How do you feel about those services? Like, I, I, I'm. 
I think people who listen to the podcast know that I'm like a stuck in my ways and I still listen to physical media and refuse to mm-hmm. get into Spotify yeah. and stuff just out of stubbornness. But like, I always wonder what other people do as far as listening. Are you fully into that streaming mode at this point? Yeah, I am. But I mean, I'm torn, right? I mean, it's funny. Uh, my, my, my parents just recently downsized and moved out of the family home and they, I inherited a, just a beautiful uh, old stereo turntable. Oh, nice. Right. Uh, including a, probably about, you know, 150 vinyl records, right? And uh, so you, know, you start that thing up and you hear the delicate scratching of the records. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, and I kind of, I really dig that, right? So um, so there's there's something very tactile about it, right? Like that that's the smells of the of the paper inserts sure. and, and, this, and, and that manual, you know, process of putting it in the table and putting it down the needle. I, like there, you can't replace that, right? Yeah, there's that physical you know, connection to it that you just have to be involved it, with tapes too. You got to flip them over. You got to yeah. It's just even CDs. You got to be pressing buttons to start it. It's not yeah yeah. Absolutely, it's it's not one and done. And I mean, like I've seen my son the other day. He's like, you know, play this, dad, and play this, right? And we're just we're just playing music just yeah. instantaneously, right? And and it's like, and I think that the problem with that is I think folks lose sight of the fact that it's a it's a heck of a lot of hard work just to even get to the point where you're sure you're writing and producing and, and mixing and and all you know how it is right and then and the nice thing about having that physical manif- manifestation in a cd or an album is that it, it's, it's a little more tangible sure um so that's what i like about it too so i'm kind of with you on that one
things and head to California. Have you thought about how that's going to affect future releases for you? Just because, I mean, the idea of, you know, I know you're doing singles right now, but if you have an album down the line, at this point, there's no way of knowing whether anyone's going to listen to it from start to finish at all. You know what I mean? Like, everyone, everything is so individual tracks, yeah. so randomized. Like, does that change the way you have to approach putting together a body of work? Well, you know, yeah, I, I mean, to be honest with you, I haven't even thought about it. I mean, like, I've just been so, I think... I, I got my head around this pretty quickly that this was not going to be a, a physical medium. Um, there's no outputs of that on this particular uh, project. Sure. Um, so, I mean, yeah, but you're right though. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I, I think too also is it just even tracking, I mean, from an artist perspective, I mean, uh, the skin in the game has changed now, right? Sure. Uh, yeah. You know, you're, so to sell a physical CD or a physical uh, vinyl or or merch it's it's a lot more you, you can see the fruits of your labor per se right yep whereas in the when the streamings i mean you know how many people could stream your work and and you could you can quantify that but did they play it from start to finish uh like, you know i totally agree with you yeah and i think it just speaks to where we're at right well, I just think that just in terms of, uh, again, I know you you said you're doing singles, but just in terms of sequencing a record too, I mean, I think that some of my favorite albums are, part of the reason I love them so much is because of the mood that it creates from, from track yeah. one to track 10 or from, you know, the, for everything on side A versus everything on side B. And it, it it's curated in a way that's, that's, that's meaningful, right? And I think that now people yeah. still do that, but it's almost a lost art because the way people consume it is just so like scattershot. Yeah, I know it's interesting. You raise a good point because I think with this particular project, uh, I've said like um, I'm beginning with the end in mind, okay. even though you're still taking it single by single. So I think uh, when once the six are completed and it's and it's a, a kind of full fledged project EP, um, hopefully there's a there there was a story to tell, and that uh, the vibe of it was fairly consistent. I think with the three songs that we have done is half the project done now. I think. They're, they're, I think they're very much consistent with that. Cool. Um, so I think when we go back into the studio and probably, well, the plan was to go back in June and finish the final three. I think uh, that would be the, the the same same goal behind it is just making sure they're consistent. I think, and, and especially not just from a songwriting perspective, but just sound. Sure. I know. Uh, so I've recorded this at uh, Bedside Recording Studios uh, with Len Milney, okay. who's uh you know, well-known yeah, uh, entity. In this he's town. a credit on so many albums that it's ridiculous. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. He's he's such a Jedi master, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but he's definitely uh, well, you know, well, well entrenched in the the latest recording techniques, and he definitely 
um, if you're not playing live off the floor, he's definitely creating that vibe that you did. And cool. um, you know, a lot of mic, a lot of mics in the room, as if you were playing in the room. And uh, and the musicians very much are are well suited for that too. So um, so hopefully that carries through through all the the all all the singles and yeah. subsequently the entire release. Yeah, well, that's actually a good point because I think a lot of uh, Again, because of the way music's consumed now, there's a lot, a lot of records where there could be three or four different producers depending on the tracks, and it, it sounds jumbled. Like it doesn't have the cohesiveness that 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 I want out of a record anyway. I mean, obviously different people yeah. are looking for different things, but and I, I mean I know this is not your genre, but especially with hip hop, I mean some of my favorite rap albums, most of them are from the '90s, and it's because there was one guy or one team of guys doing all the, the tracks, all the all the background production, right? And now you get a record totally. and every song is completely different, and it, 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 it sonically it doesn't mesh at all, and it's yeah, it's, it's just such a weird weird world we're living in. It is. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I would have a hard time with that. I mean, it's like, you know, working with, especially working with a producer. I mean, like you, you develop a certain friendship and a relationship sure. into, into, and, and then, and then, you know, you're just moving in a certain direction and you start working in a certain rhythm with things. And then to have somebody else jump in that and it's with a different frame of mind and it, it, it's, it's so subjective, right? Like sure. music's so subjective and, and the way people produce are, it's so subjective and, uh, and the end game is, is different for different people, right? So it's um, that would be tough. But I, I think people aren't stupid, right? I mean, they can see through that. They can, yeah. I mean, yeah. you hope so, right? You, you do hope so, yeah, for sure. Better stop living for tomorrow You better stop dreaming for today You gotta point yourself in the right direction, girl You never know what you're bound to say I've never been a bigger fan of leaving That's all I can think about these days And all this time you're the one that's stealing All that I was meant to say Better go to my confession. Meet my mind and make her long the way. Wonder what it thinks of my intentions. Piss another lifetime all the way. Yeah. 
right things in my head Never been the one to give a damn Never really cared enough for All the little things that you adore Never been the one to change my mind Never been any good at Saying all the right things in my head Never been the one to give a damn Never really cared enough for all the little things that you adore. Never been the one to change my mind. Oh no no. Oh yeah yeah. Oh no no. So what, what's kind of the plan uh, once, well, I know we don't know when this uh, situation is going to end, but do you have sort of an idea in mind of what you're going to do once everything opens up again and you're, you're able to, to go out and record and play and perform? Yeah, I think the idea is, is to go out and uh, try to get as many gigs as possible. Um, uh, I know in the short term, I'm uh, along with the digital stream, and I'm, I'm definitely going to try to target the secondary video audience. Cool. Um, that's the plan. Uh, so that'll take a lot of heavy lifting, a lot of relationship building and manual manual work to, sure. to get that off and running and hold any and there's never any guarantees with that but i hope hopefully i think it's probably just to build my audience um uh and then in parallel with that for sure is is, is try to get creative about playing live and and uh, i do see supporting the release with a with a big show and then and cool. then probably getting some supporting acts uh kind of show or festival work that kind of thing cool cool so yeah. if, if people are hearing you hearing you for the first time on the show, what's the best way for them to find out more information? I mean, again, we don't know when this is going to end, but if someone's hearing this even six months down the road and they maybe want to check out one of your shows, is there kind of a, a main place they should go to find out that information? Yep. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, as per usual, people can follow me on Instagram, okay. so Ian Krochak Music on Instagram, and then also on my website, so www.iankrochakmusic.com. Okay. And uh, on that site, it's, uh, it's brand new. And uh, it's, it's basically a little bit about me and then uh, you want to access my music. And then, of course, on there will be uh, links to shows and upcoming events. Cool. Whenever that, yeah. whenever those happen. Whatever right. that may be. Right on. Yeah. Cool, Mel. Yeah, thanks, thanks a lot for doing this. It's, it's always interesting to talk to someone who, uh, you know, like I said, I've been doing this a long time and I definitely have a lot of return guests on the show where it's someone, you know, whose band I've listened to for t- 10 years and I've met them and hung out five times. But, you know, it's always cool to have someone new that whose music is new to me as well. So I appreciate you reaching out and, uh, and making this happen because it's, you know, it's very interesting, uh, interesting stuff and, and nice that you're outside of Winnipeg and, and there's, there's a scene beyond the perimeter that we all need to pay more attention to. And yeah, I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks, Sam, for having me. I really appreciate the time. Yeah, thank you. No longer see your reflection No longer fit in those shoes Those bedtime blues Tell me when you look in the mirror Do you like what you see? 
chase your shadow Every day and night Left your wife and your kids Your perfect life Oh yeah Running away is the only way You can find yourself Set your sights high